When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, hey, back to the breakaway. He backed it, moving right in. Oh, the shot. Oh, the did it again. How did he do it? He shot. It's in Belfort's glove. I don't believe it. Federer can't believe it. How in the world did he make that save? Shoots it, deflected, right in, Peter Angelo, save, rebound. Stastny stopped by Peter Angelo. I don't believe that save, even as Peter Stastny. He can't believe the save that Peter Angelo just made on him as Frankie Sparkly. Now that maneuver there to stop and rob Peter Stastny. He should get 5-10 to 10 for that. Oh. Hello and welcome to another episode of Tendy Talk. I am your host, Joe, better known as Washed Up Goalie on social media. Last week's episode with legendary armadillo mask maker and painter Don Strauss had some syndication issues, but it appears those are all cleared up now. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode yet, do yourself a favor and add it to your queue for the week. This week I go a different route with my guests and talk to Brother Rice High School of Chicago senior goaltender Ed Vogrich. I connected with Ed as I am a proud alum of Brother Rice High School and of the Chicago Catholic Hockey League. I thought it would be fun to talk to Ed as I've kept close tabs on the old high school team and have followed his development over the last four years. I hope you enjoy the episode. Ed, thanks for joining me today. It's uh, fun to have you on, a fellow Crusader goaltender. Um, Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem. You're you're carrying on the tradition that uh, I, I was lucky enough to uh, be the torchbearer for a while, and I, I know from following the uh, the team's Facebook page, your, your dad did as well. So it's it's a long storied tradition for sure. Yeah, I had uh, I also had three uncles who who played at Brother Ice. Uh, all of them played hockey. Oh, cool. So, what years were the they there for sure? Um, I'm not sure exactly. I know my my youngest uncle graduated, I believe, in 80, 88 or 89. Okay, so a little bit before me by about 10 years. I'm a 99 grad. Uh, yeah. I graduated the year before their last Kennedy Cup victory. So I, I like to believe oh. that I helped lay the foundation <laughs> for winning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So out of curiosity, where in the Chicagoland area do you live? Um, I'm south suburb of, of Chicago, right in Oak Lawn. Okay. All right. I grew up right behind Pops. So I know, oh, I know where you're yeah. at. <laughs> Not far at all. Yeah. Um, and then my, my high school job was uh, working at the Oakland Ice Rink. So well, you got a lot of guys on our team that are working at the rink. They just yep. shut down for a few weeks, but yeah, I saw that. It looked like maybe they had an issue with the compressors or something. Or... Yeah. They, they, uh, they've been closed for a while with the rules here in Illinois, but I guess uh, they went to, they were going to start to reopen, but they found a problem. So it's like they're closed for a little bit while they uh, try and fix the ice. Yeah. It's a bummer. They couldn't uh, discover the problem during the shutdown, the mandatory shutdown instead of losing more ice, just getting back into it. Uh, So you grew up on the South side, much like myself. Um, I I think I have an idea, but uh, what made you get into hockey? Um, well, not only the fact that, uh, my family played hockey, uh, when I was growing up, I mean, the Blackhawks, that was a huge part of, of why I started to play. I mean, they did, they won pretty much <laughs> most of their Stanley cups while I was growing up. So 
Um, that was part of the reason. And I just kind of in Chicago, I think it kind of grew. It's, it's a big part. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of hockey around now. Yeah. A lot of kids that play hockey. So much different than when I was your age, you know, I, I think when I was a kid, you know, yeah, the, the Hawks had some good runs there in the early nineties with L4 and Ronick and Chelios, but, uh, they never got over the hump and, it was uh, the late 90s when they, they got really bad there for a while, rivaling this year's team. Uh, but but the hockey yeah. community in Chicago at the time was, um, it was, it was a niche community. It, it was loyal to the core, but it wasn't as big as it is now. Uh, so, you yeah. know, just to see how many rinks have gone up uh, since I was your age has been amazing. Uh, in fact, yeah. I see one of them's going to even be closing now, which is crazy with Johnny's Ice House. Uh, once they yeah. sell, they're, they're going to close that one. But the, the idea that they're even going to close a rink is, is crazy. And it really not impact the, uh, the hockey community there too much because there's so many sheets is awesome. Yeah, I mean, even from me, I, I'm 10 minutes from three different ice rinks. So yeah. There's, there's definitely a lot of ice around here. <laughs> yeah, I, I was in high school when Mount Greenwood put their outdoor rink in, and that was just awesome. Like, we can go skate outdoors finally. That that was amazing, yeah. and now they're, they're all over the place. Um, so grow, growing up, you know, you, you, you grew up during the era of the Blackhawks winning Stanley Cups. Your dad played hockey. Your, your uncles played. Um, what made you choose goalie, though? Because I, I know your dad wasn't a goalie. <laughs> no, actually, my dad didn't play hockey. Just my uncles. Oh, okay. Um, I, I thought it was your dad in one of those pictures. So it was your uncles in those pictures. Yeah, my uncles. My uncles that that played. Um, I actually I was a skater until uh, my second year of Pee Wee, and my head coach now at Brother Rice uh, was one of the uh, coaches at St. Jude where I I played youth hockey, and they needed a goalie actually for the year and. They asked my mom and she said, no, there's no way he's playing goalie. <laughs> and they, she kept saying no. So they went around there and asked me and I was like, yeah, like I want to play. So that year I ended up splitting. There was another goalie on the team who also was a skater. So we kind of took turns like every other game I'd play goalie than he would. So, You know, I, I, I got my start at St. Jude as well, skating over at SIA. And it was yeah. a similar story. I, I was a squirt and, they didn't even ask our parents. It was during uh, I was try, uh, you know, evals, and they said, "Who who would like to try goalie?" And my, my arm went up, and um, yeah. But we had two of us, so if one kid was playing one game, the other skated out, and I, I think that's great for goaltender development because a we learn how to skate, and b we yeah. have a better understanding of what's going on in front of us. I, I think a lot of forwards are really surprised when they. Uh, see us skate without the pads on and how good we are. And when we go out and play some shinny hockey, um, a couple of times I've gotten comments of, Hey, you're a lot better than I thought you would be. And I, I just kind of look at them like, why would you think otherwise? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, definitely a lot of fun. Uh, even skating outside right now, because a lot of rinks are closed, just kind of going out with some buddies and skating and like, Oh, really? You're not, not as bad as we thought you would be. So <laughs> yeah. it's a lot of fun. Yep. Um, it, it was always fun when we'd have uh, practices after the season was over and I'd get one or two of my teammates to, to put my pads on so I could skate out. And afterwards, yeah. they they always had a, uh, a different way of treating me. They, they, they didn't try <laughs> buzzing the tower and warm ups or even in practice anymore. They had a little more respect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've definitely done that a couple of times uh, towards the end of the year, even skate with the JV team a few times as a skater. So. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's always fun. So when you were at St. Jude, did you play house league hockey? Did you play travel? Was it a mix? Uh, what was um, that? I played, like? played travel um, pretty much all the, t all, all my years at St. Jude. Um, just kind of in the middle, no, never really higher than a silver team. I was always on the Browns or the silver. Yeah. You know, second or third team never made the top team, but you know, you know, I, I think sometimes being in that situation makes a younger kid try, you know, a little bit harder and gives them a little more fire in their belly. And especially if you're that bubble player, you know, I, I've had this conversation with nieces and nephews of, would you rather be 
that last person to make cuts and never play? Or would you rather be on the lower team and play all the time? And um, at the beginning of the season, right after teams are formed, they, they never agree with me. But at the end of the season, they look back and go, yeah, that, that, that was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. And I, I would even I'd always prefer maybe play one team down, but get more time than be on the higher team and not not play as much. Yeah, you know, it's funny because when I was at Brother Rice my junior year, uh, we had a senior goaltender as our varsity goalie, and they, they put me on JV, and the coach had that exact conversation with me. is look, we want you to play. If you play varsity, you're going to yeah. sit on the bench. And I didn't take it very well that night, but I look back at it and go, God, one, that was one of the most fun years because we won quite a few games at the JV level. But two, uh, I did get to play. I did get to develop. And uh I get to be a bit of a team leader as well to some younger kids. Yeah. And I, I think that development was good as well um, when, when you're that in that situation. Yeah, so, definitely. So for folks not familiar with the way things work in Illinois, uh, we don't play hockey at the younger levels based on where we live. It's based on association. Uh, so when it comes time for school, most kids, especially in the South side, go to private school. Um, yeah. Uh, if we're being honest, it's because the public school system as a whole in the Chicagoland area is not very good. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can go to public school in the Chicagoland area and turn out just fine, but as a whole, it's not great. So a lot of kids wind up going to private school and, you know, where, where you're located, there, there's a handful of schools. You, you got the best one out of the bunch, Brother Rice. Uh, St. Lawrence isn't very far from you. Um, there's the worst one out of the bunch in Marist, <laughs> you know, but we can go on. There, there's a whole bunch of them. What made you choose Brother Rice out of all the other options you had? Um, when I when I shadowed up Brother Rice in eighth grade, it was kind of the, the first time I really had saw the school. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I liked most was that when I shout out a few other schools, you kind of see, oh, there's all the hockey players. They're over here, mm -hmm. you know, at this table, eating together, hanging out before school. And over here is the baseball team and the football team. And at Brother Rice, it was what I liked. There was a there was a mix of kids. There wasn't just hockey players or baseball or football or even kids that are just in other clubs and activities. It was a it was a big mix of uh, of everyone, and and there was really like uh, a true sense of of brotherhood and. And everyone yeah. wanted to be there. Everyone wanted to be there and, and to learn, to get better, to have fun. So that's what I like most about Brother uh, about Irish. Absolutely. Were, were there any other schools uh, kind of close in the running or was it just, uh, nope, th this was the one for me from the get-go? Yeah, it's actually funny because Marist, I shadowed there, I think, three times. And that, that was going to be my number two, but there was just something I didn't like about it. I don't know what it was. I could give you a list. But, yeah. <laughs> now looking back, I think, I think I definitely made the right choice, but when I shouted up brother, I only shouted there once, but when I was there, I, I knew that that was where I wanted to be. You know, it's interesting when I was playing, uh, most of my teammates from St. Jude went to Marist. I was the only one that went to brother rice. Did, did you have a similar, uh, experience or did some of the teammates come with you to brother rice as well? No, I, I didn't have too many teammates uh, that came to Brother Ice with me. A lot a lot of kids went to Rita, St. Rita, and there was a yeah. few that, that went to Marist. Yeah, it, it was funny. I had one teammate that uh, they moved in, so he went to Providence. And uh, the first time oh, wow. we played, uh, he comes in on a breakaway, loses his edge, crashes the net, and, you know, all three of us moved back a little bit. I remember the game was at SAA. It was at the end of the Zamboni. Um, and me and, uh, Kevin, we just kind of start putting each other's hands in each other's face. Well, to the refs, it looks like we're starting to go at it. And so they yeah. come rushing in, they're ready to probably throw both of us out of the game. <laughs> and, and then they see we're laughing and they go, what's going on here? And we're like, oh, we used to be yeah. teammates. It, it's all good. You know, and I, I yeah. think all of the parents in the stands with the exception of our two parents, uh, thought that there was a fight about to break out, but it's not just a couple old teammates reuniting on the, <laughs> yeah, on the yeah, ice. That kind of stuff definitely happens a lot. I mean, even playing kids on Providence or Mount Carmel, St. Rita Marist. I know a lot of, a lot of kids on all the teams. So, yeah, you know, it was fun when I went to college. Um, I, I 
move in and I looked down the hallway in the room right next to me, we had a kid from St. Lawrence and a kid from uh, Mount Carmel moving into that room together who both played hockey at their, and, you know, we knew each other. In fact, the one kid I played quite a bit with them growing up and it was like, you gotta be kidding me. We're, you know, how did three Catholic league kids wind up in rooms right next to each other? And it, it was very much picking on each other, school, saying some of the worst things you could say about their school. But as soon as one kid from outside the Catholic League tried saying anything about any one of our schools, it was all of a sudden like, wait a minute, what? Like, well, you weren't just saying it. Well, yeah, yeah I can say that. But, you know, <laughs> they, they, they didn't get yeah. the, um, the brotherhood of the Catholic League and that, you know, on the field of play, we are going to go at it tooth and nail. But, uh, yeah. When, when somebody jumps in, we're, we're going to fight together. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, so I know when I was at Brother Rice, my freshman and sophomore year and JV play, we won a combined 138 and one in league play. Um, although I, I do like to say we did quite well against the public schools, but in Catholic league play, we did not do yeah. very good. Um Junior year, again, playing JV, we, we did uh, quite well, finished above 500, made the playoffs. And then senior year at the varsity level, we, you know, we made the playoffs. We were right around 500, I think. How has your uh, high school career gone? How, how has that looked for you? Well, uh, unfortunately, my freshman year, uh, I only played about three games because oh, no. right around, well, actually on Thanksgiving, I was... Um, out doing some yard work and I, I sliced my fingertips off with a leaf blower. So with a leaf I, blower. How, how does yeah, that I, happen? <laughs> I, uh, I dropped the leaf blower in the, the cover on the bottom where the fan was. It was, a uh, you know, you plug it into the electrical cord and it came unplugged. So I, I picked it up kind of by the top and the bottom to put that cover back on, but the blades are right there. So Oof. I sat out most of my freshman year. Oh um, no. And then my sophomore year, uh, I played about half the games on the varsity and we made it, uh, we made the Kennedy cup, um, playoffs and we made, you know, state obviously. And I believe we, we were out in the first round of the Kennedy cup and state. Uh, I don't remember, maybe it was the first or second round. And then my junior year, uh, played most of the games on the varsity. And that year, I think we made about the third round or the fourth round of the, the state playoffs. And uh, we lost to Hinsdale Central. And now this year, AI just said there's no state tournament. So. I saw it. That's such a shame. Here in Minnesota, that they're doing their best to get the winter season in and get that boys' yeah. high school tournament. Um, one thing I, I think is really unique in Illinois um, for high school hockey is the fact that they also have a JV state tournament, which I think is just yeah. awesome. It, it gives gives those JV players uh, something to play for and, you know, I'm sure some people are like, well, what's to stop a team from having so many, you know, basically dropping their varsity team. And it's simple in Illinois, if you want to play in the JV state tournament, if you've played X number, I don't remember if it's games or periods, but if you've played X number of games, we'll say you're ineligible yeah. for the state playoffs. And it is that yeah. simple. Um, yeah, I think it's about 75% of the games that they play. Uh, you have to be, yep. you know, on, on the roster, then you can play. Yeah, um, I, I think that's just something that uh, is really unique to the state and uh, really, really a good thing. I, when I was coaching here in Minnesota, I, I had mentioned that a couple of times to our JV players and they're like, you're kidding me. They, they actually have that. It's like, yeah, it's it's a real, real deal. You know, it's it's not as big as here in Minnesota. They, they don't fill the United Center for an entire week, but no. it's a pretty packed, packed stadium for that championship game. Uh, yeah, they were pretty impressed. Um, so this year's really been, you know, terrible. Uh, I, I think yeah. for any sport, are they going to try and get a season in for you guys, or is it pretty um, much been decided? Your unfortunately, your senior year is kind of uh, down the drains. Yeah, right now, um, I think they're trying to get the Catholic League, trying to set a date to start, but I know. Um, there's nothing for sure yet. Mm -hmm. So we're not really sure right now. Has the team at least been practicing when you've been able to, or how have um, team activities been? 
we've been practicing a little bit. Um, it's kind of tricky when we can practice and where, because, you know, Oakland was, was shut down for mm -hmm. a while, but, um, over break, over Christmas break, the school allowed us to play some games while we were, weren't in school. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we played, I think about 13 games and not even <laughs> two weeks. I think it was about 10 days. We had a couple times a day. And you guys probably uh, going loved out to it. <laughs> Indiana and a couple up in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was, and we finally got to play. I mean, and we did pretty well, uh, considering we really haven't practiced at all. Yeah. So, that's the biggest problem. It's it's hard right now, just because uh, we can't. It's kind of not up to the school, but you know they have to follow whatever the, the rules are from the governor and yeah, like some of the other the public schools and a couple of the other schools they're allowed to play but you know we still have school every other day so mm -hmm. you kind of got to be careful if we don't want to get everyone sick so yeah well here in minnesota they they shut the rinks down for a couple weeks uh for the second time and uh, when they opened up they said yeah you guys can skate but you have to wear masks while you skate and there's a lot of people not happy with that one um yeah we, is... we went through that uh at the beginning of the yeah, kind of at the end of the summer when we were, we were practicing and it was like you could have 10 guys on the ice at a time and yeah you had to have masks and the coach did and then we played um a few games in michigan and they they required masks while we played so yeah yeah I, i've gone over the border to wisconsin to get a couple skates in and they're uh much more relaxed it was nice not to have to wear yeah. a mask while i skated uh and what's interesting is the mayo clinic here in minnesota their experts are recommending against it, saying it does more harm when exercising. Uh, not saying, yeah. you know, not wearing a mask, you know, the rest of the time, but they said when exercising like that, it does more harm. And that's why yeah. you're seeing a lot of beer leaders like my teammates saying, you know what, we're, we're going to skip this winter season. Uh, not because we have issues having to wear the mask, but we don't feel our fitness level is at a point where we can skate with the mask on. And I'm looking at them yeah. going, but mine is, I, I should still be able to play. You, you guys are killing me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely no fun with the mask. Yeah. So for school, play. for school, have you guys been the hybrid model the whole time or? Yeah. Okay. We've been, been hybrid all, all, like the whole school year. We just had two weeks after break though. We had two weeks online so everyone could kind of come back from if they went, went to travel over break. Okay. But other than that, we've been the hybrid model all year. Fantastic. I have a niece over at Mother Macaulay and uh, mm -hmm. she said same thing. They've been pretty much hybrid the whole time. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, she she's liking the fact that you have to wear a mask because she got a nose ring. And as you know, those <laughs> aren't allowed over at Mother Macaulay. So the mask hides yeah. it. Uh <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, you know, hopefully no one at school is listening too much. But uh, I had a little bit of a beard going under my mask last semester so yeah I, I remember we had a kid um he played hockey my freshman year he was on the varsity team if you've ever seen the movie revenge of the nerds he looked like booger um so of course that was his nickname but he was a kid uh, he would come to school with clean shaven and by the end of the school day he had <laughs> a five o'clock shadow where if he would have walked in the doors in the morning with that he would have gotten uh a detention yeah. but it was he was one of those kids he's like doesn't matter what I do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. But I, I still remember the day I it was my very last high school practice. One of my teammates is wearing my equipment. I'm skating out. First shot, I'm cutting across the trees. He poke checks me. I go over him. I come down. My hand goes one way. My thumb goes the other. I think I break uh -oh. it. But I'm going, that's eh, my bottom hand. I can still finish the skate. Uh, I didn't break it, but I severely sprained it. So I wound up going to the yard, got a cast and I'm walking into school and uh, I'm in the pool corridor still. And I ran into Mr. Antos, who is the mm -hmm. principal at the time. And I'm wearing a polo shirt instead of my uh -huh. shirt and tie. And he goes, um, it's not summer months. Why are you wearing a polo shirt? And I, I didn't even need the doctor's note, which I had. I just held up my cast and looked at him and said, have you tried buttoning a shirt with one thumb? And he goes, Okay, you're good. <laughs> but it was yeah, like Mr. Antos, he was still there uh, my freshman year, and he might have been there sophomore year. And now we have Mr. Alberts, who is yeah, and he was the assistant principal. Yeah, 
but this Mr. Antos is a true gem and champion of Brother Rice. He uh, he was there for years. Like I said, he was there when I was there. Um, and whenever I would come back to Chicago, I'd swing by the school and say hi to him. And I, yeah. I think any alumni could walk through those doors and he'd know exactly who you were. It didn't matter how many years later it was. He, he was uh, yeah. that that kind of guy. It's, it's great to see him uh, enjoying retirement a little bit as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so speaking of, you know, some of the teachers, we had Brother Hayes for physics. I have not had Brother Hayes. Okay. He's yeah. still there, but I don't have yep. him. He, he's another one that when I come visit, I, I, I can walk in that room and he'll just right away. Mr. Drennan, yeah. how are you doing? You know, still doesn't <laughs> call me by my first name. Uh, but yeah, yeah he, he, he was one of my favorite teachers there uh, in part because A, he had an awesome way of teaching us physics to where it made sense. I, when we were learning projectiles, he took us out onto the football field with a water balloon launcher and we had to figure out if we could make the field goal or not, you know, what yeah. angle, how far back, um, you know, so he, he was one of the, one of the good teachers that was there. Yeah. I, 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 I haven't had him, but every, any of my classmates or anyone I've ever talked to, they have had brother Hayes. They said he's one yeah. of the best teachers they've had. Yeah. I, I'm sure we've had some of the same teachers guys like uh, Mr. Melinda and is, yeah, is, Mr. Is Melinda. coach Dwyer still there. Coach Dwyer is there. Yeah. Is he still telling his stories from uh, his days at Marquette with Chris Farley? He does tell some stories <laughs> from his days at Marquette still, yeah. yeah but I, I, I probably shouldn't say this on the podcast, but I, I think he wasted an entire week of religion class telling one of his college stories from Marquette that involved uh, the trip was supposed to take them to Florida. They wound up from Myrtle Beach. Chris Farley was involved. And th there were some other things that probably weren't appropriate for a religion class, but it was wildly entertaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we definitely, I've had them actually three years now for, for theology class. And yeah, definitely heard a lot of stories about Marquette. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he can tell a really good story, but uh, also a good theology teacher for those wondering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so your senior season, you know, it's, it's starting to wind down. Senioritis is probably starting to set in already, uh, with this <laughs> hybrid model. What are the, uh, post high school plans for you? Uh, well, it's made it a little hard, uh, with COVID to, to kind of figure it out. So, uh, I'm not for sure yet, but most likely I'll stay home next year and just go to Moraine, um, or, or possibly San Xavier, but most likely Moraine and take some classes and I can, I have another year I can play um, U18 hockey still. Mm -hmm. So I'll probably just play hockey around here somewhere and go to Moraine. And then I'll have a little bit more time to figure out what I want to do. I, I know I want to do something with computer science um, okay. in college, but I just want to find the school that, that I like. So. Yeah. It, it's tough when you really can't do those campus visits right now. I mean, schools still are doing them, but. Yeah. How good of a visit is it if, uh, like, when I went to St. Mary's here in Minnesota, and because almost half the school at the time is from the Chicagoland area, they would have these weekend bus trips to, yeah. you know, go check out the school. And I did one of those, and I was like, yeah, this is the place for me. Um, but it was because I had that experience. Had I not had that, I, I don't know if I would have chosen the school. Um, yeah. But knowing what you want to, pursue is is half the battle in computer science it, right now is a yeah. great one um are you looking to continue your hockey career in college is that something you're hoping to do or yeah I definitely want to play hockey um in college so that that's been kind of part of the problem not part of the problem but that's made it a little bit harder part, part the of school. the struggle <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah got hockey and that that's got computer science and so are, are you looking the uh, division three route, the ACHA club hockey route? Are, are you keeping all, av I would assume you're keeping all avenues open, but is there one route you're kind of uh, looking towards? Um, not really. I, I kind of have all of them open right now. I guess just kind of seeing, seeing how things shake out and, or how they play out next year and, yep. and how it goes from there. Yeah, well, my advice, if, if you're going to take advantage of that U18 year, it's, uh, you got to market yourself. Uh, you know, the, those schools that Definitely. you're interested in, if they have those programs, 
um, it's a lot easier for you than it was me because we had the yeah. internet, but it was dial-up modems and uh, <laughs> you, you weren't going on there to check out schools or whatnot. So, uh, you know, check those schools out, get in touch with those coaches, yeah. um, you know, start following them on social media. So they, they start to recognize the name and uh, yeah. it, it goes a long way um, from there. So I, I don't know if, if you've listened to much of the podcast, uh, but one of the other things I, I try to do is find out uh, a little bit about the goalie away from the ice. So when, when you're not in school studying, getting your learn on, um, and, and away from the rink, you know, what, what occupies your time and keep, keeps you interested? Um, I, I like to golf. So I go golfing a lot with a lot of my buddies from school and from the hockey team. And I used to play baseball. I stopped. Okay. Uh, I played my freshman year, not at Rice, but I played my freshman year. And besides that, uh, I just, I really spent a lot of time at the rink, uh, <laughs> whether it's volunteer with some youth teams yep. or just skating with other teams or rat hockey, stick and puck. Yeah. Good old rink get rat. on the ice. Yeah. yeah. I, I was the same way, you know, mom and dad at, uh, for summer sports, they'd say, you know, it's sign up for baseball and hockey. Do you want to do either one? I'll do hockey. Are you sure? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, it's just hockey year round ever since I got the chance. And, you know, my first, my, Actually, I can't say my first job. My first job was actually stock play at a liquor store under the table. But my first real <laughs> W2 job was uh, at a rink just because it gave yeah. me more time there. It meant I, I could skate after hours and got in trouble a few times for staying out a little too late skating. But uh... <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, I've uh, been roughing. That's what I started. Uh, this is my third year nice. roughing. So yeah, that's. I try more time at the ring. I try time and get paid for it. That, that's yeah, even better. That's the best part. Yeah. yeah and uh, even even over the summer, I uh, I worked for a company called Planet Hockey. So yep. we teach uh, youth hockey camps all over the United States, and they have a couple European trips. So uh, all summer, I'm in the rink every day, Monday through Friday. Yep. When I was in college, I worked our summer hockey camps, and I, I tell you what, working those camps. Um, I noticed my game elevated from doing that because you're focusing on the fundamental. And uh, I, I believe it was when I was talking to David Hutchins of uh, Ingle Magazine, who is uh -huh. a teacher. And, you know, he, he said there, there's the old saying where you don't really learn until you have to teach. So yeah. working those camps and having to teach younger kids how to do these different things, it, it really... Uh, changes the way you almost look at the game and helps you understand it a little bit better. So that, that's awesome yeah. that you're doing it already and not uh, waiting until you're older like I did. <laughs> but it, again, it, it was a different time. I mean, uh, I, I was fortunate that St. Jude had a goalie coach and that was just because there was a recently retired ECHL coach that was trying to get his foot in the door. So he said, you guys get the ice. I'll, I'll coach these kids. And uh, yeah, that was about it. You know, Thunder hockey, summer power skating was about the only thing available for us. And for a goalie power yeah. skating, you know, we were there to stop <laughs> pucks, you know, and it was, yeah. there was no real structure to it outside of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, the other thing I like to do with the uh, podcast is I, I have 10 rapid fire questions. Um, so I, I want to get into them because I'm trying to get into them sooner than later because I've run the risk of not starting them. And then I get so late where it's like, oh, <laughs> we really have to plow through these. Uh, yeah. So the first one, what's the craziest coaching moment uh, so far from your playing days where a coach has just kind of lost it? Um, this is actually when I was a little bit younger, still at St. Jude. It wasn't uh, my St. Jude team or, or another team, but I just remember it's kind of like those videos you see on YouTube where the coach just starts grabbing stuff off the bench and throwing it on the ice. And yep. it was a player in the game before us. I don't know. He, he got hurt and I, he didn't like the call that the, uh, <laughs> that the official made. And he started arguing with him and he just started grabbing water bottles and sticks. And uh, I think he definitely got some suspension for that. But <laughs> that's probably the craziest thing I, I've seen. Yeah. I, I, 
Do they still do it uh, the way they did back when I played where AI puts the list of current suspensions up on a list in every single rink? So you walk in and it's like, are, oh, yeah, they're still suspended type of deal. Uh, I don't know now that not all the rinks have them listed on, on paper, but you can definitely find them on, online on the website. Yeah, when I played, there was a uh, family at St. Rita. Uh, they were affectionately known around the Catholic League as the MFR family because even their <laughs> mom would just be shouting from the fans and every third word was MFR this, MFR that. Um, and at least one of the four yeah. was always on that suspension list. Uh, in fact... The, the one kid, I, I would say, I can tell you the name after we're done recording because it's um, probably a familiar name to you, uh, having played at St. Jude, but uh, he wound up jumping me in the lobby of SIA after a game because he didn't like something I did in the game. I don't know what it was. I, I upset him. And, you know, so it was walking into the rink after that part of that. Yep. They got hit for that one. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely haven't had something like that happen to me. But yeah, it, it, and it, it was amusing because uh, as a good South Sider, uh, my, my dad was a Chicago fireman, and St. Rita is a huge fire department school. Uh, mm-hmm. So he knew a lot of the dads on that team, and they saw what was happening. And rather than go after the St. Rita kid and pull him off and protect him. They're pointing the finger at him. Like he's the one that started. He's the, um, yeah. So that, that was kind of amusing that all, you know, big bunch of St. Rita dads were the ones backing me up on that foot. I can't even call it a fight because I didn't even have time to turn around and defend myself before it got broken up. Yeah. <laughs> um, of all the goalie masks, what's your all time favorite so far? Oof. I'm not sure. I, I couldn't, I don't know if I could even give you an all-time favorite. There's been a lot of good ones recently. I think, uh, especially NHL came out with the, those new jerseys. I think a lot of the goalies kind of changed their masks a little bit to go more with their, their, their team colors. And yeah, I like a nice, simple, clean mask. I got mine up there. Yeah. The it's like real it. simple stripe down the middle number on the chin logo on each side. Yep. So I like more of the simple masks, not, you know, the more detailed ones are definitely cool to look at, but I like yeah. a nice, clean, simple mask. Yep. Well, you can see my old high school one in the back. It's just, as you said, the logo on either side and getting a mask painted back in those days was a little bit different. There, there used to be an airbrush shop uh, in the uh, Chicago Ridge Mall. Uh, it's not a cafeteria, you know, by all the restaurants and, I just um, went in there one day. It's like, hey, do you guys airbrush goalie masks? And the guys like, never done one, but I've done uh, motorcycle helmets. Let, let's give it a try, and uh, yeah. it, it worked for the time. <laughs> yeah, my my first mask uh, was a guy who painted. He painted motorcycles as well, and yep, he did mine. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite rink that you've played at? Oof, my favorite rink. Um, other than maybe playing at the United Center when I was younger, uh, the new practice rink for the Blackhawks, uh, the MB Financial, or I think yeah. it's now Fifth Third. Fifth Third. Uh, that's definitely a nice rink to play at. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, one of the nicer ones around here. Of all the rinks I've played at, SA is still on my list of maybe top three. Just it, it's, um, it's a little bit of a dump, if I'm being honest, but there's just yeah. <laughs> uh, a little bit of history there. Of course, when I played, they still had the Oregon. Um, yeah. but there, there's just something about the history of that place where it's kind of fun to play at. Yeah, it's definitely – it's not our home rink. St. Rita plays out of there now. That's that's their home ice, but it's definitely a lot of fun playing at SIA. There's just something special about that uh, – about SIA that yeah. makes it SIA. <laughs> well, and when I was playing, Brother Rice – Marist, St. Lawrence, um, St. Rita. I'm trying to think of who else all called it home because um, Mount Carmel was playing out of Homewood Flossmore. Providence was playing way out wherever they are. Notre Dame was in the league, but they were playing out up uh, Skokie Way. But it was like half the league played out of St or SIA. So it was like, didn't matter yeah. if it was a home game or uh, a road game, we were going to the same place. Uh, yeah. it was, oh, what, wait, which locker room do we go to? Okay. We're the visiting team today. 
Yeah, yeah, getting, it's definitely the same now. Yeah, get, getting a goalie bag into a locker room four was never fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's still that same little narrow hallway. And yep. Yeah. I found it's easier if you, you leave the pads behind and you bring the bag to the locker room first and then you go back. Yep. Yeah. In fact, I, I shared a picture on Instagram the other day that one of my teammates dug up. It was uh, just a couple of us after a practice in locker room one. And I, yeah. I know it was locker room one just because of the layout of that place. Uh, it, yeah, it's, it's a rink with a little bit of history, to say the least. Um, Definitely. What's your favorite stick that you've used so far? Um, well, I, I know going against you, and I, I've heard how much you like the foam course. Stick, so <laughs> I've got, uh, I'm using the new Bauer ultrasonic stick. I, I got a couple of them uh, for Christmas. Oh, nice. So that's probably, I'd say, one of my favorite sticks that I've used. It's, I don't know, it's so light. And I, I will say, I think my next stick probably will be a composite because at some point I have to give it a try. Um, and my hesitation early on is, you know, 10 years ago, they were so brittle, you know, the kids I was yeah. coaching, they were breaking so quickly, but now I, the technology has come long enough where I can get some, some wear and tear out of it because I'm the kind of guy, if, unless it breaks, I'm not replacing it. So I want a stick yeah. that's going to last, especially if I'm going to pay two to 300 bucks for a stick, it better last me. Um, you know, the yeah. warrior I've got right now, I think I'm on year three with it. Um, the Bauer I was using before that I bought almost 10 years ago and my number three stick I have from college, which is closing in on 17 years ago. <laughs> so I, yeah. I get, so I get some miles out of my stick. So I just want to make sure whatever I buy is going to last. Um, yeah, I had, I had the Bauer, the one from last year, the two S pro and that lasted me. I actually broke like I think our second or third from last uh, game right at the end of the year. So it lasted me just about the whole season right That's in the playoffs is when it broke. That's not bad because, you know, when, when you're playing as often as you do with practice and, you know, seeing the quality of shots, you know, in beer leagues, I'm not getting slap shots. And that's, you know, usually it's yeah. going to break a stick. So getting a year out of the stick is uh, pretty good. I, I remember going through a couple of them a season back in my high school yeah. days, but they were 50 bucks a pop at that point. So it wasn't as bad. Um, yeah. What, what's your favorite hockey memory so far? Um, my favorite hockey memory, I guess it would probably have to be with Brother Rice. Uh, the last, not this year, but the last two years, we went up to Sheboygan, Wisconsin uh, for a tournament. And we've always taken a bus up there. We left, leave the day after Thanksgiving or sometimes mm -hmm. the night of Thanksgiving real late at night and uh just the whole weekend spending the trip with the boys on the bus and yeah in the hotel in the locker room it's just been a lot of fun that it's funny you say because one of my fondest hockey memories is uh senior year we went to a new year's tournament in indianapolis and a blizzard hit and it shut down all of indianapolis and um they shut down the road to get back to chicago and uh -huh. the tournament ended and we had school the next day. <laughs> and so we told our coach, we're like, uh, you got to call the team into school tomorrow because we're supposed to be in class tomorrow. And so our coach calls Mr. Antos and he goes, uh, the hockey team won't be in school tomorrow. <laughs> and he, Mr. Antos started laughing. He goes, yeah, we're not going to have school tomorrow because Chicago got hit worse than Indianapolis. He goes, yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're not going to have school tomorrow. T tell the boys it's okay. It, it's not as exciting as they think it is. Yeah. <laughs> but just that uh, memory of, you know, running around the hotel, hanging out, uh, th that was yeah. definitely fun. Uh, so, so far, what's, what's been the best chirp you've heard on the ice or in the locker room? Oh, the best chirp I've heard. Um, I'd say – one of our guys who had set it to play around another team, uh, we were we were winning by a few goals, and this this guy was trying to talk some smack to our team. And one of our guys uh, told him to turn around. He wanted to see what his name was. He'd never heard of the kid, so he said, "Hey, buddy, what's what's your name?" And uh, I don't think that kid had too much to say back because <laughs> <laughs> he had no name on his jersey. So nice. 
Nice. It's fun. I've heard quite a few over the years, but uh, I just started a uh, little group text with a bunch of the kids I played with because um, it, it's been long enough. I figured we need to get the team back together for a weekend tournament somewhere. Yeah. And there's one in Wisconsin I'm trying to get them together for. And for whatever reason, our junior and senior year, a bunch of teams from Sweden came to visit and play hockey. Mm -hmm. And uh, our JV team was playing one, and I, I forget the age group. It was my senior year. I forget the age group, but I was a little old for this. We had some younger goalies, so was, I didn't dress that game. And one of the Swedish kids, for whatever reason, in the handshake line, decked one of my teammates while his little brother, who is basically a pacifist, just comes rushing this kid and throwing haymakers at him. Another one of my yeah. teammates who's now a cop and an MMA fighter. Uh, so that tells you he, he's always liked to get into altercations. <laughs> yeah. He just unleashes on this Swedish kid and just the kid had to get stitches in the locker room. You know, one of the parents was a doctor or something. So they were able to do it. Uh, we, we may have lost the game, but we, we definitely won the fight, <laughs> but I, I'm trying to get this group yeah. back together for a weekend tournament. And the one, one kid goes, I'm only in if you can uh, get a poor Swedish fellow for so-and-so to <laughs> beat the crap out yeah. of. And so the, the best chirp after that was, uh, so it looks like all of this is hinging on the fate of some Swedish person that doesn't know what's coming. <laughs> yeah, It's like, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's um, pretty much where we're at right now to get the band back together. <laughs> um, Speaking of, uh, we had a team last year at the end of the year, right before COVID kind of shut us down uh beginning of march we had a team from ireland come over i saw and, that uh, and we played them so that was pretty cool yeah and we had like a little dinner dinner with them after so we got to kind of hang out with them and, and yeah that, like that was awesome uh I, I i like when teams get those opportunities to play teams from other countries uh i know why it happens more in chicago than it does here in minnesota because they want to go to a big city uh yeah which Minneapolis, St. Paul, big city, but it's not what you read about in the uh, travel guides when, yeah. when you're looking at the U.S. Um, so, yeah, that, that was awesome. And it looked like it was a decent game. Everybody had fun. Uh, yeah. Weren't any fights like it was when we had no, the Swedish no kids come. <laughs> so it's cool. Also, uh, some of those kids on that, the team from Ireland, they actually went to another Christian brother school in, in Ireland. Oh, very so. cool. That did, was even even cooler. Did any of them come shadow at Brother Rice for the day, or was it just? Uh, uh, no, we we weren't in school then with, with oh, COVID and okay and all that. We that was we went to full remote at that time, but um, no, they they a couple of them were thinking about coming over this year and and coming to Brother Rice and play hockey, but oh, with COVID, I, I think yeah. that kind of got shut down. So yeah, it's it's interesting. One of the goalie Facebook groups I'm in. Um, one of the parents from the Ireland team was in there and he was showing the jersey. He's like, Hey, uh, you're playing my old high school when you come in. <laughs> so yeah. that, that, that was pretty cool. Um, the, the next question on my list, I'm, I'm going to have to skip because um, you're not 21 yet. And even if you have an answer, <laughs> we probably shouldn't share it. And that's the, what's your, what's the worst post-game beer you've had, but I, I suppose uh, I, we, we can uh, change it to what's the worst Worst drink to get at the arena after a game. After a game, the worst drink. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not a huge fan of, of slushies. Um, <laughs> I would have to say probably slushies. Yeah. That, that, as much as they're common, I'm, I'm not a big yeah. slushy fan. So I, I know a lot of the rinks and their concession food there. What, <laughs> what rink has the best concession food in your opinion? Oof. Uh, um, I would say that they just put this new rink in in, uh, in Mount Prospect and they got like a, their concession stand it's like upstairs and they got like a wood oven uh, like pizza oven wood pizza oven so I'd say Mount Prospect they probably had the best concession stand when I was playing SIA had some pretty good nachos but they had the uh, the hot pretzel with cheese that, that was That's pretty good. Favorite. And then when I worked at Oak Lawn, 
So we had two different kinds of cheeses you could use. We called it the bag cheese in the one container and the other we called it the, uh, the can cheese, which is in this giant aluminum can. Yeah. The bag cheese was always better because it was warmer and it, it was a better spreadable nacho cheese. So whenever we'd go up to the uh, concession stand, because I worked there, I'd be like, all right, I want nachos, but I want the bag cheese. And nachos we usually <laughs> want with the canned cheese, but they're like, all right, you, you can have the bag, the, the bag cheese yeah. on this one. So yeah, it's it's finding what what's good at the, the different rinks is, is always key, especially for mom and dad. Um, yeah. <laughs> so w- when you tape your sick, do you go heel to toe or toe to heel? I go heel to toe. Okay. So you, you're a normal goalie then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, I'm really interested to find this one, the answer to this question, um, because I've seen what number you wear. What's your favorite number to wear and why? Uh, number three, and that's the only number I've actually ever worn playing, even when I was a skater and, and then I switched to goalie, I stuck with three and it's just kind of a family number. Um, that's just about it. My family's always worn three and coincidentally, I, I was born in 2003 and I was born on August 3rd. So, <laughs> so August 3rd, it, it, it 2003 works. family number, it just kind of all lined up. How many times do refs come up to you in a game and go like number three what's with that uh i've gotten a lot a lot of them i mean at home not as much because we we tend to have kind of a pool of the same refs for for most of the games but definitely when we're at tournaments or playing at different rinks i've been asked a few times but yeah that is one of the things i liked about playing on the south side is you always knew the ref um, you knew what kind of game it was going to be too. They, they all had their little nicknames. We had uh, the the one ref we called him the donut because he looked like a donut hole by his size, and <laughs> he seemed to always be eating donuts when he came into the rink. And you just knew when he was going to ref your game, they were going to be delayed whistles because he, he had to catch up to the play, and it, it wasn't going to be a very good call game. But then we had the uh, the Schmutt brothers. I loved having them ref games because. Uh, they worked my goalie camps. And so they, uh-huh. <laughs> the one would, if there were a goal mouth scrums, he'd stand on the back of the net and uh, almost coach me. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, watch your <laughs> angles, keep, keep that uh, stick on the ice. One of those. Um, but if I wasn't playing, they, for whatever reason, the both of them liked to eat Jolly Ranchers while they were refing. And if I wasn't playing, they'd be skating by and toss me Jolly Ranchers throughout the game. <laughs> yeah. Where th- that was when I had to, you know, kind of let the, my coaches know, like, hey, I know these guys. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's definitely so- cool. You know, you can kind of tell when you get out there for warm ups. All right. You know, this guy, he doesn't call too much. So, yeah. You get know, away with can- a little bit more than other guys. Yeah. And I, I've told the story before on the, the podcast of a kid that was, you know, just hacking at my pads all game and find that cross checked him in the back as the period was ending. And it was one of the Schmutt brothers. And I knew I could get away with it because it was them. If it was another ref, yeah. I wouldn't have done it. But I, I just kind of looked over and kind of got the, okay, yeah, he deserves it and hauled yeah. away. And yeah, I, I didn't, I should have got probably gotten a 10 minute for that one, but didn't get anything for it. Yeah. I've <laughs> definitely gotten away with, uh, with a couple hits here and there, but most of the time, if, you know, most of the refs we have often enough, they know that guy gives them, gives me one whack. He'll, he'll give me one free whack back. And yeah, anything after that, that's when he starts to call. Well, that's what the Catholic league is about too. You know, yeah, it's, it's a bunch of Catholic schools, but uh, it's old Chicago style hockey where it's, you know, no holds bar. When I was coaching here in Minnesota for a Christmas tournament, Fenwick came up for the tournament it was the year after they won state tournament and uh the the other teams are like you know you got to call penalties on that play and the the ref finally turned around he goes i could call a penalty on every single play with the way these guys are playing he goes but what they're doing isn't against the rules it's just a lot rougher than you guys are used to Uh, yeah you know it's it's almost like north american hockey versus european hockey in a way um yeah just on a whole nother level <laughs> yeah we've definitely uh, run into a few times going away to a few tournaments and 
I guess the way we, you know, we play here in Chicago is not the same they play in, in some other states. And Yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot rougher. Um, although I, I was pretty happy that uh, the way Fenwick played in that tournament because I'm coaching all these kids like, oh, your high school hockey wasn't all that great. It was in Chicago. And then Fenwick comes and just <laughs> cleans house and beats everybody and wins the tournament. And after that, the, uh, the chirping from the, the players was a, a lot lower. And whenever yeah. they'd start to bring it up, I go, how, how about that game against Fenwick? How'd that go for you? <laughs> and it was like, that, that, that's what we put up with every single game. And they're like, I don't, yeah. I don't know how you did it. And it's like, well, there, there, there was ways of dealing with it. <laughs> yeah. But they will turn a little bit for Fenwick. Uh, they're not yeah. doing it as well now as they used to do, but yeah, well, they were, we played them over break. One of the teams we played, so I think you know, it was like maybe six one, six two. It felt good to, to play a Catholic league team. Yeah, <laughs> after it, all this time, but they're they're one of those organizations where they're they're going to go up and down. They're either really good, they're really bad. Um, Saint Rita, I, I'm surprised they've been able to sustain. Um, yeah, they're you know, winning as long as they have it. They remind me a lot of how Maris was when I was playing, where they, they were consistently at the top. Not always winning championships, but they were, they were kind of that team you eyed for. Of course, Mount Carmel, yeah. I think, won four out of five Kennedy Cups in those years. So that, that was when they were winning state championship in uh, football every year, too. Um, yeah. Uh, that, that was – so it was my senior year. We had Mount Carmel for homecoming and we're like, who schedules Mount Carmel for homecoming when they're coming off like three straight state <laughs> championships. And uh, there was just something about that week. You knew something was going to happen. And, uh, yeah. or no, it was my junior year because this was before lights at, uh, <laughs> uh, at the football stadium. It was mm-hmm. one of the last years before they put lights in. So it was Saturday morning football game for homecoming. And uh, we had a JV game Saturday morning at the same time. And who were we playing but Mount Carmel? Um, Yeah. And the football team just upset them, ended their, forget how many games in a row they had won. They ended the streak. And to be honest, I don't even know how we did in the game, whether we won or not on the ice, because somehow, you know, cell phones weren't really a thing in those days, but somehow word made it to the, to the rink that uh, we, we yeah. beat Mount Carmel and it didn't matter what happened on the ice that day. Uh, <laughs> that was right after Donovan McNabb was playing there too. So, I mean, they had some dynamic yeah. teams. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think if he was, I think David Deal. Yeah, D- David Deal, that was his senior year. So he was on the team and helped lead that one. Yeah. Um, so that was a fun year. <laughs> I kind of bummed that I missed that game, but I had my yeah. own. Uh, so what advice do you have for young goaltenders? Um, I'd say a common thing, thing uh, I would, I would give to younger goalies is, is just keep working hard, especially at the, at the younger levels, they don't get too much help. No. So they definitely get run up on the scoreboard just a little bit. So I, I would say it's not always about, you know, if you're winning or losing, as long as you're having fun and working hard, you know, stick with it and, and things will shake out. Yeah, you know, that's that's great advice. And it, it makes me wonder, as you were coming up and not having that um, uh, guidance that, you know, kids in Canada or, you know, even Minnesota with goalie coaching have, you know, where did you go to learn the position on your own? Um, well, now I, I found a lot of online, really, on mm-hmm. YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, just kind of scrolling through and, and you see different things here and there and oh maybe I'll try this at practice and and you know it starts to work so yeah I found a lot online and and through just my goalie coach at Rice and a couple other goalie coaches that yeah. I work with on the side but the, the fact that Brother Rice has a goalie coach now is awesome um when I was there my first three years our head varsity coach was a goalie um, uh-huh. so he tried doing some stuff, but when you're coaching the whole team, you can't yeah. give the goalies the time they need. Um, there, there were a few times where if they were doing power skating or a bag skate, he would send the, those boys down yeah. with the assistant coach. Be like, all right, goalies, come on down here. Um, but that was in an era when we were still doing 
pad stacks and skate saves. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it, was, it was a different time. Uh, there was one drill, it was affectionately known as the ball buster. Uh, and we would, yeah, we started out on the ground. Coach would hit the stick on the ice. We'd have to get up, take a shot, go back down. And then you, no sooner did you get down, he's, you know, on your belly, yeah. he's hitting the stick again, you know, but yeah. when I look back at it, you know, that, that was just a drill on don't give up on a play. Uh, yeah. that, that's what it was. You know, you're down, you're out of position. You've got a shot coming before you're ready for it. What are you going to do? Um, but you, you do five shots in a row and you're like, Jesus, I, I need uh, 10 minutes of rest here. And yeah. No, nobody liked it when coach was like, all right, fellas, we're going to go do the ball bus or it's like, all right, can I, can I do some bag skating yeah, instead? I've, I've done that one a few times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that, that just might be a holdover from the, the days. Cause I, I know some of my uh, teammates that I've skated with, uh, they, they uh, also goaltenders coached at rice for a while afterwards so that they maybe uh, held it over <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, in closing you know where, where can uh, listeners find you on social media if they care to or do you want them to uh, yeah if they want to that's fine uh on instagram my username is just admin vogrich uh same thing on twitter that's that's pretty much what i spend most of my time on is instagram and twitter and on facebook i'm on there too but mostly Instagram and, and Twitter. Yeah. And it's just admin Vogue, my name, no space. Yeah. And I'll, I'll put links uh, in the show notes to the two of them uh, because I'm sure most folks aren't going to remember how to spell your last name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I had to ask you how to pronounce it uh, before we started here. So, uh, but Ed, th- thanks for joining me. It was uh, fun to talk to a fellow crusader, somebody that's uh, carrying the torch that, that I was honored enough to uh, once carry myself. Um, yeah, I, I remember hearing once uh, that the Chicago Catholic Hockey League is the longest continuously playing high school hockey league in the U.S. Uh, so it's it's definitely uh, good hockey with a lot of tradition that I, yeah. I think some people are um, surprised to hear about. Definitely is, yeah. Especially with you know you got the powerhouse, the new Trier and some of the bigger schools like that, but I think the Catholic league definitely gets overlooked. Uh, yep. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's one of those leagues where I, I think we, we don't have as many state champions as uh, other leagues simply because we beat each other up so much during the season. We don't have any gas left in the tank come state playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> and that Kennedy cup, it, it's not easy to win, you know, unlike most, no um high school hockey leagues you know the kennedy cup is not a uh one game in advance it's a best of three series for three rounds which is really cool when you think about it so it really is the the cream rises to the top every year to win that kennedy cup and uh it's it's really fun to look back at some of the teams that have won them some of the players that have uh, been a part of that as well yeah so but again, thank you. I, I appreciate your time yeah. on a school night. I, I hope you got your homework <laughs> done before you talk to me. Yeah, definitely <laughs> got it all done. Thank, yes. thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It was fun to talk to not only a young high school goaltender, but one from my alma mater. Part of me wanted to talk about all things Brother Rice, like the cookies from the cafeteria or personalities of different teachers that I had that are still there teaching. I hope Ed and the rest of the Chicago Catholic Hockey League teams are able to get in some sort of a season this year, especially for the seniors. You can find Ed on Instagram at Edmund Vogrich, all one word, and Twitter at Edmund underscore Vogrich. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, simply by searching Wash Up Goalie and I'll pop up. Visit washupgoalie.com for some great hockey-related content, my beer league hockey video highlights when I get to skate, in all podcast episodes. If you want some wash-up goalie or tendy talk apparel, be sure to click the shop link on my website. I need to thank the band The Zambonis for allowing me to use their music on my podcast. You can download their music on iTunes or listen wherever you stream music from. And for this episode, I have to thank my old physics teacher, Brother Hayes, for sending me 
the Brother Rice fight song to uh, use closing out this episode. I'm working on lining up other goalies to talk to for future episodes. If you are a goalie or have connections to a goalie who I should talk to, shoot me an email at washedupgoalie39 at gmail.com or send me a DM on social media. Let's not forget, if you're a brand who wants to sponsor the show, be sure to reach out to me and we can work something out. And finally, if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on the podcast platform you are listening on. It's a quick action on your part and helps others find Tendy Talk. Until next time, keep your stick on the ice and your body square to the puck. (laughs) 